Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Tom Brady comes to the Bucks. Is Tampa Bay the team to beat in the NFC? And how much credit does Jason Light get for bringing in Tom Brady? Or was it his hiring of Bruce Arians last year that made this possible? And who has more pressure to win on them, Tom Brady or Bill Belichick? And what is Jameis Winston's future? We'll discuss all that and more with Tom Jones, my former radio partner and longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, now the Pointer Institute, on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. All right, Tom Jones joins us now. And, uh, Tom, of course, since we last spoke, nothing much has happened. Um, no, something big happened, and you may yeah. not have noticed it because it happened Monday morning. So you know I do the pointer report every day. Yes. And I, at the end of every pointer report, I have something called hot type where I link to the best stories in journalism that day. And do you know who made his debut into the hot type on Monday morning? Um... Rick Stroud made it. Get, get out of I'm here. I'm telling you, Rick, your story about Tom Brady, that sort of behind-the-scenes look at how the Bucks landed Tom Brady, was a big – that was a really good story, man. And, you know, I mean, obviously I'm writing nothing but uh, coronavirus these days and writing sure. about the pandemic and how it's – you know, how journalism's covering it and how the media's covering it and uh, mm-hmm. just everything involved. You know, but there, I do have moments in there where I'm like, we got to talk about something else just for a second, just to mm-hmm. – you know, just to break things up a little bit. But I mentioned how, of course, Tom Brady uh, or the New England Patriots and Bob Kraft and the Kraft family took out a an ad in the Tampa Bay Times on God bless Sunday. Him. Yeah. God bless them. Yeah, no him, kidding, right? <laughs> I don't know what it costs, but you have good taste in newspapers and you may have saved a couple jobs for a week or two. No kidding. So I mentioned that and I said, oh, by the way, now that I mentioned the Tampa Bay Times and Tom Brady, Rick Stroud from the Tampa Bay Times with an excellent uh, sort of behind-the-scenes look because the story's blown up, man. I look on my Twitter, and Colin Coward's congratulating you, and Peter King, and uh, Seth Wickersham, from who wrote the big story last year about Brady and uh, and and may, maybe a falling out going on with the Patriots. But it was it was worthwhile. It was a really good story, and it was, um, and I, you know I know I know you you know you can't get into super details about who all talked to you for this story, but I think it's it's it really shows that. Uh, how this all came about, you know, with, with, and I look, Rick, I'm still, I still can't believe it. Like, there's a part of me that's like, cause you and I talked about this a lot. And I said, you asked me like, what do you think about Brady? I'm like, he's not leaving new England. Like I said that all along, I'm like, there's no way. But now that we see how it all broke down, um, no, it was a great story. And I mentioned it and, it, and I'm just, I couldn't read it fast enough because it was so interesting to me about how they clearly, as soon as the season ended, it seemed had their mind on Tom Brady. First, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around Peter King. You know, <laughs> I mean, here's what I think. I think I think Brady wanted to leave New England, and Stroud got lucky. I think, you know. <clears throat> um, no, he, he thanks. was congratulating you. He was like, "Wait, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Was yeah, this it was on, Twitter? on Twitter? I saw it. Yeah, he's like, good, like great. Well, talk about record. talk about number. I mean, there is nothing else going on. Thank God. But what I found out about Tom Brady is. He is a superstar. Sure and is. I mean, like, almost a transcendent, like, you know, he's 
big in New England, obviously, but like, man, um, that story on Twitter as as we're doing this podcast, which is uh, earlier in the week, um, uh, it was like over eight hundred thousand impressions or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it was just crazy. and still going. It'll probably get to a million. So yeah, I mean, he is the gift that keeps giving. And look, that's that is exactly right. Why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, in addition to wanting to win. They became relevant overnight. I mean, they didn't have to play a game. They didn't have to go to training camp. They didn't need hard knocks. They didn't have to hire Bruce Arians again. Um, All they had to do was convince the greatest quarterback of all time to leave a franchise where he had spent 20 years with the greatest coach of all time and had been to nine Super Bowls and won six to come to a place with a 387 winning percentage in the history of the club, I mean, like, mm-hmm. the worst current winning percentage in all four major league sports, and they did it, and, and he, he welcomed it. And so, yeah, that's, that's the kind of story that, um, you know, that is, is sort of incredible, and, and we don't know all the details um, just yet. But, but like, because me and you, I think we may have talked, like, you know, what, what were the Bucks going to do? And we knew there were these free agents, and at the time, Brady was one of those guys, obviously, and then there was – you know Teddy Bridgewater and 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 all of that. What was what was your thought though when you when you found out that he was actually going to leave New England and then and then confirm that he was coming here? I mean, just what? Well, what when I you? when I woke up, I remember like the, when he announced Monday he was morning leaving. he announced yeah. he was leaving. Yeah, he was leaving. He was leaving. And the first thing I, I think I'm like most people nowadays, like you wake up and the coronavirus mm-hmm. thing was just. Starting, I mean, it, it's been a story for a while. It's, but I mean, it was just getting to the point where it's like we we're all starting to like really, you know, really serious, yeah, really serious. And so I woke up Monday morning and I, I looked up first thing I did, like like I do every morning, is look at my phone and I, and I looked at Twitter, and he had just announced it. So it was like eight o'clock in the morning. Eight o'clock, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, which shows that I sleep in a little bit. But anyway, it was I looked at it right away and uh, and I and I like that was like wow, I got excited. Not that necessarily might come here that. Wow, this is what like I couldn't believe he did it because I I thought all along he was going to end up staying in New England, and then as more and more as the day went on and the next couple of days went by and then you find out he was coming to Tampa Bay, um, <clears throat> again I I was still getting over the shock of him leaving New England. Now, let me ask you this, Rick. More we're going to find out more and more as time goes on. Is there any chance that New England let him know? Eh, you know what, Tom. It's been a nice little run. Maybe it's time we, we, you went on your way. Could this have been more mutual than we think, or no? I know we're just guessing at this point. I don't know if we're ever. Find no, out. I don't know that we are guessing. I mean, I think it. I, I think it was has everybody has written about it. I mean, basically, you know, he has said he wants to play till he's forty five, and he'll be forty three at the start of of the twenty twenty season. And last year, you know, he had been talking to them about. He was in the final year of his deal, and he's been talking to them about adding years, and they couldn't, they could not come to an agreement. So he played essentially out his contract, um, and you know, with a stipulation that you know he was year to year, but he you couldn't franchise him. And um, I, I, I think even going back before that, years before that, I think Brady recognized that this that that if he didn't take control of the situation at some point. He was going to be like every great player that ever played New England under Belichick because Belichick has this very narrow, you know, um, 
view about players, you know, it's for the team. No one's bigger than the long snapper or the quarterback. They, he treats them all the same. And and when you get to be big money um, and up in age, what does he do, right? Lawyer Malloy. I mean, you know, guys, the guys that were – um, Who was the offensive lineman that came here? They had one. Oh, year. Logan Mankins. Same so, I mean, thing. It, yeah. it always seemed like he had the reputation of I'd rather get a, rid of a guy a year too one early. One year early than, yeah, than, than, year than two late. years yeah. late. And so, um, and that's what he always did. And Brady, for 20 years, he's the only one that has been part of all those Super Bowls, him and Belichick. So, he had seen every single player, um, you know, face that sort of ending, you know, and right. it was never the, the way they wanted to go out necessarily. And he said several years ago, uh, you know, he'll probably do me the same way. His father was convinced of that as well. I've read interviews where he has said the same. So I think, I mean, the, the Patriots and or Belichick all but advertised the fact that, yeah, you know, um, we're not going to extend you. It will be a discussion next next year, and we'll see where it goes. But, you know, when it really came down to it, I know, you know there was a report that he had one conversation with Belichick that, quote, didn't go well, Tom Curran said. I don't know what that means. I think basically it was business as usual. And then he met with Bob Kraft and pretty much told him at that point he wanted to go. Like he was looking forward to, to doing something else. And, you know, Kraft wasn't going to, you know, intervene like he did the last time with the Garoppolo situation and all that. And so, you know, he he said goodbye. And... They're still shocked as hell up there. The emails I've gotten are just unbelievable and the, and the text messages and things. But I think, I think at this point he had lived it, right? Somebody said to me, you know, 20 years, um, now granted, you know, there'll never probably be another coach quarterback or coach athlete, right, that wins as much as these two. In fact, they've been together more than any coach athlete in the history of modern of, of major sports. I think Tim Duncan and, Popovich were together 19 years. So, um, you know, these guys with as many Super Bowls as they went to, there'll never be a combination like that. But but by the same token, it's it's sort of like I I think he had had pretty much all he could take, you know? Yeah. There's a grind to the way Belichick runs things, right? Uh, and, and, you know, maybe he's not as robotic as he appears on the media and stuff like that. Maybe he has some personality. I've heard that. Um, but at the end of the day, you know what they're about, you know, they're, there's, there's pressure every year. It's win, win, win. It's, it's, you know, run very, very tight, like a business. And there's, and, and there doesn't seem to be a lot of fun moments on the side. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I think, I think Brady just couldn't, you know, he had done all he could do there. I also think that there's gotta be a part of him. I'm sure a big part of him that, wants to prove that it was more him than Belichick. I, I just do. I, I think that he wants to go and win a Super Bowl someplace else so people will, you know, without any dispute or reservation at all, say, no, that guy is the reason why the Patriots won all those Super Bowls, and see, he's done it again. I 100% believe that. I think I think probably both men think that way, Belichick and Brady. Absolutely. Although at the same time, you almost sit there and say, what does it matter, guys? Like, you guys together right. – Maybe it was 50-50, or even if it was 60-40, it wasn't 100-0. to zero. No, and I don't, no. I don't know. Now, maybe, like, I'd also like to ask you this, Rick, because I start thinking a lot about this. It's funny. I, I listened to Bill Simmons' podcast the other day. Simmons is obviously a big Boston guy. And mm-hmm. he read a column that he had written a, the week of the what we all call the tuck game. 
but people in New England call the snow game. But mm-hmm. it was before they won their first Super Bowl. And basically, Bill Simmons laid out everything that was wrong with the New England franchise up until then. This is before they became the villains of football, before mm-hmm. they became the greatest dynasty in the history of the sport. Mm-hmm. And it was they were a pathetic franchise who, who had done nothing. And all of a sudden, these two guys show up, Belichick and Brady, and go yeah. on this incredible 20-year run. But it's funny to listen to somebody who's a big Boston fan talk about just how pathetic that organization was before those two guys got there. And very few, you know, they had a couple moments. They went to a couple Super Bowls. And even the Super Bowls turned out to be embarrassing, you know, including the one against the Bears where they just got annihilated. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that they're, they're now split up, Brady and Belichick, who has more at stake, do you think, going forward? Like, whose reputation, whose legacy is more on the line here? Because I happen to think it's Belichick. Because I think if Brady comes to Tampa Bay and they don't do much here, I don't know that we're going to blame Brady as much as that we're going to blame Belichick if New England goes into the crapper, you know? So I, I think at this point, Belichick's legacy is more at stake than Brady's. Maybe. Um, that's one way to look at it. I, I could also see that if Belichick just becomes an average coach that wins nine, sometimes ten games a year and doesn't, you know, doesn't sniff a Super Bowl again, it'll be pretty obvious that he had he had the, you know, he had the secret sauce, that Brady was that the quarterback was the only constant to those Super Bowls. You know, I mean, next year Brady if he wins, let's say eleven games, gets in as a wild card because everybody will, fourteen teams get in wins a game, gets knocked off either in the championship or before. Everybody's going to say, well, you know, Tampa, new place. I mean, that's about what you'd sort of expect. You know, you can't – he's 43. He's not – you know, you're not looking at a guy that – I mean, you know, Belichick, God bless him, if his his mind isn't going, can can stand on that sideline until he's 85 and know what the hell is – you know, do coach – he doesn't have to physically go out there and play the game. Yeah, right? you can make an argument. He's at the he's at the height of his powers right now. He knows right. more than he's ever known. And so, from that standpoint, like, I mean, time is going to get. I've seen the time versus Tom. Well, well, time's going to win. I know who wins that one, right? Sure. For all that he's, you know, defied aging. Number one, um, and I don't know how much, you know, I I, I don't know how much of that crazy ice cream you got to eat to look like that. But it's, I, I'm going to try it. Um, but I think I, I am. But I think I think that time is going to win. Okay, so there's there, like Tom versus time. I'll take time. You can have the field, right? It's like, right. So forty three, forty four, forty five. At some point, his skills. He, he's not the same guy that won all those Super Bowls. We know that. But Belichick is essentially the guy who's been the GM all along. The guy who's going to be the coach all along. That picks his staff that you know picks the players and so if he doesn't succeed at at the same level then what's his excuse right i mean he doesn't have brady or he doesn't have a a in his prime brady or something like that um so yeah i, I tend to agree with you i think i i do think this though that uh, you know it's a competition right i mean and, and I don't think that the Patriots will be as good this year as they will next year. They really like this uh, Stenham quarterback. I mean, they really like him. But can you imagine and going in? Are they going to play with that guy? Are they going to go out and get Andy Dalton? Maybe not like, this year. They got No, they got Hoyer. I mean, they got Brian yeah. Hoyer back on a one-year right. deal. Now, yeah, Hoyer, right. 
Hoyer went back because he has a chance to maybe start. They don't think maybe Stenham's quite ready, but they love him. They like really love him. And what if what if Belichick has in the fourth round his next Tom Brady type guy, right? That that drafted low and you know no one expected much of, and it turns out that he functions terrific in this system and and in the winning culture that they have there. I don't know because here's what I I mean. Belichick's always going to set the tone because he's a GM and and he does things a certain way. However, everybody I talk to says that when you know when Brady shows up, he is so driven and so competitive and um, you know has such a high standard that every player that comes through there has to try to meet it. And that I, I had one person tell me that like the building will get better when he like he is the culture. It's not right, you have right, to change right. it. And he walks in, he's a living legend, right? Sure. And he walks in with all those rings. And he can still play. It's different than Peyton Manning. We remember Peyton Manning coming off the neck surgery and, you know, standing, you know, in, in, at the Colts facility before he chose the Broncos. I'm proud to be your quarterback and all that stuff. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, he was a shell of himself at that point. I mean, he could throw a little bit. By the last year that he actually won the Super Bowl, and he went to two of them. Right. He, he was and a passenger. And he was much better the first year when he went. Right. Way better. And he was a passenger at that point. I mean, he was 3 of 13 on third down in that game. And, you know, probably couldn't break a pane of glass with a football. But he had he had instilled in the Broncos, even on their defense, and they were defensively dominant, the winning culture, like what it took to win, what it took to get there and win. Because he had been there before and lost. And I think Brady could kind of could kind of do the same thing here, except that he can play. Like I, I was talking to, uh, I think it was Clyde Christensen, uh, or somebody and said, and they, you know, when they went back and looked at the film four years ago to now, they don't see a lot of difference in his velocity and the throws he can make. Now he didn't have a good year, but then he had a bunch of injuries and no one could play. I mean, they had to go get Antonio Brown, right. you know, and that was like because Tom needed somebody. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's really interesting that. You know, to me, Tom, you remember, I mean, this is not Joe Namath going to the Rams and this is not Unitas going to the Colts or Willie Mays, Willie Mays with the Mets, you know, when he was, when he was 38 and he looked like he was 58. Right. Um, This is a guy that can still play. And even, you know, despite his chronological age, he's, he's a force, you know, at the quarterback position. Now you put him around Mike Evans and, and, you know, Chris Godwin and O.J. Howard. I mean, is there any reason to think that he's not going to function well? No, I think he will. And I think we saw the way he was playing at the end of last season. Look, they were just a uh, a couple of plays away from being the number two seed in the, and, and getting yeah. a first round by in the playoffs. <clears throat> and they had nothing on that team. They had a really good defense. And they had nothing on offense right. except for Tom Brady. And I, you know, maybe it's a little bit of both too, Rick, where you look at, you look at Belichick. Maybe it was time for them to, that they're okay with Tom Brady moving on. And yet I think Belichick gonna, is. And they're going to take a step back anyway. And, and look, I understand that. And that's why it's funny, like, when people ask me who are the, uh, you know, who's, who are the greatest coaches of all time. And it's hard to argue against Belichick at this point as being the greatest NFL coach because he's done it for so long with, with a variety of players. But it's been the same quarterback the entire time. And Chuck Knoll had Terry Bradshaw for all of his championships. And, and the steel, steel Curtain. And Walsh right. had Montana. Bill Walsh and, had Montana for all that. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I always look back and I think of a guy like Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs. Who mm-hmm. won three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks, none of whom are in the Not Hall elite. of Fame. 
None no. of them elite, and all of them off a of scrap heat. I mean, Jim Plunkett. Well, no, I mean in in was, uh, jo- or, no, he won with Mark Rippin, uh, Joe Theismann, oh, Rippen, and Doug that's Williams. Right. Joe Theismann. Oh, Theismann. Who am I thinking? Why did I get Plunkett? Well, out I mean, you mentioned. I mean, Plunkett won later with the yeah, Raiders. Th- with Tom yeah, that's Flores. right. But it's uh, but right. yeah, between Theismann and Rippin, yeah, it's kind and, of the same guy. But yeah, Doug Theismann, yeah, and Rippin and, and Doug Williams. No, I get yeah. it. I mean, a lot of people argue right. that there were some strike strike. Strikes shortened seasons in there, but they shortened. still won. Went through the playoffs and won. Uh, you know, won with he won with pretty those impressive, actually. Right. So I look. Yeah. I, if if Belichick takes a step back this year, I totally understand it because it's hard to win without a great quarterback, and they're not going to have a great quarterback right now. You know. So ready to pop the question? The jewelers at Blue dot com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mm-hmm. But I can't believe it, Rick. Yeah. Tom Brady's come to the Bucks. I can't. I still can't wrap my brain around it. It still seems, and it's funny, like, you know, with this with this virus, like it's so overwhelming. Like you wake up every day, and it's all you think about, and it's, you know, our lives have changed, and just how we interact. And boy, with we people. don't even know how they're going to change yet, really. Right. I mean, I mean we're yeah. just at the. Be- I'm afraid we're just at the beginning mm-hmm. of this thing, but mm-hmm. our life has changed so much where we're. You know, the only people I'm actually talking to in person are my wife and my son. And, you know, yeah. you know we're, we're so, you know, everybody. You know, you're distant. in Tampa right now. Steve's in, in another part of Tampa. I'm in St. Petersburg where mm-hmm. everything's through computers. And so it's hard to – It's the Brady thing has been a nice distraction because I do believe in having distractions every day from this and taking a walk if you can or, or just, mm-hmm. you know, binge watching something on Netflix for a couple of hours. But to escape, yeah. Just to escape. But this Brady thing, it's almost like I wish we could enjoy it more. Like, you just really, like, sort of fully comprehend, like, oh, my gosh, Tom Brady. Because he would have been here by now, right? Well, that's the thing. I mean, Imagine if if it had gone down in any other year in the last, I don't know, 100, <laughs> um, he, w- he would have uh, he'd have gotten on a plane, I mean, obviously, uh, after he agreed to – to sign and agree to terms, and then he would have had a he would have flown down here with Giselle probably, um, and that would have been a sight. And then you would have had, um, you know, the, the the family walk in after he took his physical with the team doctor, and then they would hold up the jersey, and you know, probably have his kids there. I mean, it would be it would be even more surreal to see that photo, right? Like we've seen so many times of, of free agents, but not just any free agents, the greatest free agent in football history. Um, coming to the Buccaneers, and then that would be, you know, that would sort of that would sort of cement it. But in a way, even though we know it has happened, and we've seen, you know, his Instagram post, and we read the releases, and everybody's, you know, it, it did happen. Um, it, it there is an element of it that's like you still can't believe it. Like, like what will it take for you to actually completely comprehend what this means? I think it's going to take him running out of a tunnel in September um, in a regular season NFL game. I don't even think preseason will, will really yeah, – because he not play just, preseason. As you were saying you know? this, like, yeah, you're right. Like, pre, even preseason doesn't feel like – He doesn't really play it. You know, right. like, he's never really played – almost never, to be honest with you. Now, maybe that'll change with Bruce Arians and trying it to – It could, but, I mean, why? But why? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, well, why? I mean, you know, th- I mean, those guys will go hard and practice against NFL players, um, and pretty good ones. So, like, until until, and I don't know where the game will be played or who it's against, but there's plenty of great opponents. But until they go, and that quarterback for the Bucks, number twelve, Tom Brady, and the place goes comes apart, right? And it will. That will be the that will be the moment. You know what will be the moment for me? Because I don't go to games anymore, so I'm at home. And yeah. the moment for me is when they go, okay, and Joe Buck alongside Troy Aikman. Like, we're going to mm-hmm. get real announcers for a change. Oh, my God, yeah. You know, God bless him. But no more no more Dick Stockton, you know. I mean, it would be nice <laughs> to get. Poor like, Ronnie Barber. Poor Stockton, Ronnie Barber's but, not going to do many games, and he does a ton of uh, them. That's but, too bad. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. well, we'll get him in a preseason, right? But, I that's mean, seriously, true. like, to get, to get Joe Buck, to get Ian Eagle and Dan Fouts, you know, or whoever. Oh, like, no, to, listen, this is going to be Colin, Collinsworth and Michaels. This Collinsworth is going to be. Michaels to get. This is uh, going to be Peyton Manning and whoever they put him with. Yeah, there you, you know? go. Or to get Romo. I mean, I'm sure Romo. Or Tony will. Romo and CBS. Hello, friends. Yeah, Jim Nance. I Welcome. Mean, that's what I'm looking forward to. Like, yeah. Dude, we're getting the A-team. It's man. the Bucks. Yeah. Against the Kansas City Chiefs. Exactly. Like, we're you getting know? the A-team here, which will be. Oh. Uh, They'll have so many pleasant. national TV games, it'll be crazy. Yeah. And you remember it. Some people that listen to this podcast probably, unfortunately, you you're, you haven't lived long enough to remember when Raymond James was full of Bucks fans instead of half full of the other color t- of the team yeah. that they were playing. But it's a rocking place, and it will be, you know, th- and that's the thing. I mean, I I think that you know, there's no question. Oh, by the way, they raised ticket prices fifteen percent. What do you think of that? Did. And so they had a waiting list. Like the first night that he that he agreed to terms, there was like seven thousand people waiting to crack Ticketmaster. Um, you know the the jersey sales went up nine hundred percent. He's always one of the top selling jerseys, if not the top. Can you imagine what his Bucks jersey will be worth? Right. Um, everybody's going to have number twelve. TB for TB. I mean, he but I saw yeah, up, I saw Casey Phillips there day on Twitter. Like like I didn't even realize they had a TB hat. It's like yeah, that was in the stores a year ago, and I'm like. How cool yeah. is that? <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's it's the Tom Brady Bucks. You know, you got the you know the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Tampa. <laughs> but it, that's what it is. It's it's TB twelve TB. Oh, by the way, Chris Godwin. I know you love your number. I know it means a lot to you. I do, and I appreciate that. You can't be. You're not keeping it, right? You're I not mean, keeping twelve. I got news for you. It ain't happening. There's no way he's keeping. And like Brady hadn't asked for it, but I mean, come on. Could he, is he going to change his brand, his trademark to TB10 and go no. back to his Michigan number? No. That works. I mean, if you're out. Chris Godwin, and look, I'm not Chris Godwin's, and I look, I'm a, I'm a Penn State guy, so I love, I love me some Chris Godwin. But I yeah. mean, you don't even ask for money, do you? You just as a sign of like, hey, my new teammate. Here's I think my he. Gift I don't think you have to ask because I think he's going to like. You know, he's got this charity for stray animals or whatever. Yeah. Like, I just think something will show up there, right? Yeah. Somebody had a good idea, like. How about this? How about, you know what, Tom? If we get to the Super Bowl, you don't have to do anything. What do you mean? We'll just let's. In other words, I don't want anything right now. Oh, uh, okay. And oh, if we get oh, to the I Super see. Bowl, it's yours, and you, you never have to give me anything. Right, right. But I don't think Chris is one that's going to ask, and I'm, frankly, I don't think Tom is one that that is going to need to be asked. You know what right. I'm saying? Mm-mm. Like. First of all, the Bucks should make that decision. <laughs> I mean, last time I checked, the uniform belongs to them, right? 
So it could we be like college, the right? Where they both like they have duplicate numbers. Twelve on off. Yeah, no, I don't think they can do that. They can't do one that. On, they do that in college on offense and defense, not so much. The same so they have team. more than hundred guys on their team. Yeah. Yeah, because you know you might confuse Brady for Godwin if they're both wearing <laughs> the same number. Yeah, I'm sure. Exactly. But um, no, nah, it's it's it is it is a surreal deal. And look, I credit the Bucks. Let me ask you this: Does Bruce, if Bruce Arians isn't here, and I know. You know, Jason Light brought him out of retirement to try to save Jameis Winston. But if Bruce Arians isn't here, could it be that the best hire the Bucks ever made, what made this possible, actually happened a year ago when it was when when they got Arians or, or yeah, Tom? Yeah, but here's come. here's the thing: I'm not giving Jason Light credit for that. Okay, <laughs> no, and I've seen this ever. No, because you didn't hire him. For oh, he hired him to fix the quarterback position, and now he stop, has. Stop. <laughs> it's true. No, no, it doesn't work that way, man. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, how no, does no, it work? No. no, I'll tell you how it works. It works that you hired him to fix Jameis Winston, and that didn't work. You didn't – like, I'm not giving him credit for – I'm not giving Jason Light credit for Tom Brady because he didn't have a year ago in mind that they were bringing in Tom Brady because if it had worked out the way it was supposed to work out, Jameis would have just signed a five-year deal for $120 million, which would have been fine. But I'm just saying, like, all these people are saying, like, if it wasn't for Jason Light, we'd never have Tom Brady. Uh you're skipping a step, and it's it was a lucky step. So no, I'm not giving, I'm not giving Jason. Now I give Jason like credit for hiring Bruce Arians. I don't know that anybody but but Jason like gets Bruce Arians to come out of retirement, does. right? You know, so I give him, I give him credit a year ago for that. Okay, how about this? Uh, yes, but I'm not giving. So why you're not giving? Why Brady. you're not giving Jason like credit? How about this? How about that Brady doesn't come unless guys like Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, O.J. Howard, Cameron Brate. A decent off defensive line. Now you're making a better line. point. You're making a better argument now. How about Devin White and Shaq mm-hmm. Barrett, who they found that led the NFL in sacks, and JPP that they traded for, and and Todd Bowles as a you know what I'm saying? Now, yeah, no, no. I, I that? think you, that's a better argument there. And I, the biggest argument of all is I'll give them credit for Mike Evans because that was not a slam dunk, by the way, when no. they drafted Mike Evans. I mean, no, he wasn't the first. People, the first he wasn't the first guy taken. Yeah, who's not crazy about taking wide receivers that high unless they're super special. And I didn't think Mike Evans. I didn't realize he was going to be as. Now that's on me, but I mean, I didn't think he was going to be as good as he's turned out to be. And then you got Chris Godwin, who what a steal that was. I mean, that was yeah. a great. That was a great pick. Second and round pick. Yeah, those two guys. So those two guys. Um, yeah, I mean that's Jason Likens all the credit for that, and I think those, if if those guys aren't here, Rick, then I, maybe Tom Brady is, and I think that's the big reason he's here. It's those two guys, not not necessarily everybody else you mentioned, but you know because of Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin, that was a big reason. And then here's the other thing, and we can get into this more the next time we talk, but I mean let's give credit a little bit of credit to Jameis Winston for helping making those two guys what they were. I mean, he got the ball to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin too, you know. So, well, he did, and and I and we'll we talk got to about see what those how go, how good those guys were. Basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, they, he he definitely got the ball to them, but then you know Johnny Manziel got the ball to Mike Evans too. What does that mean? They should have taken Johnny Manziel. No, <laughs> no, but I'm just, I'm just saying when you get a guy that's six foot five that can no, he you makes know, everybody. He makes everybody. He makes a lot of quarterbacks look good. And I'm really curious to see if how Brady now because look, Brady had nothing last year. He had Antonio Brown for a day, and Julian Edelman. That's it. That's it. Yeah, Julian Edelman. There's 17. There's 17 Julian Edelmans in the league. They they had the Bucks had one. His name was Adam Humphreys. That's right. But without, I mean, last year, I mean, if no, look what he's lost over last. And that's the other thing I'll say about Brady 
is you look at the history of his career. I mean, he had he had some guys like Edelman and Amendola and guys like that who could get open, good possession, third down guys. He had Randy Moss for that one spectacular season. So he had twenty two touchdowns. He threw fifty. That's the and that and he's never had two. How about this? He's never had a, a wide receiver that he's thrown to in his career in the NFL over six four. Right. Now he's got two or three of them. And now yeah, and he had Gronk. He had Gronk who was Gronk as, was a beast. As good a tight end as we've a ever beast. seen. Yeah. But and only for a short time, though, not for not for the long haul. Hurt a lot. And he's he had beat and, up a lot. you know, and, and look, Aaron Hernandez was a pretty good yep, receiver. He was when he was there. And but other than that, like, this is not a guy. This is not like and I'm trying to think of the other great quarterback. I mean, you know, for a lot of years, Peyton Manning threw to Marvin Harrison, one of the truly great receivers in the league for a long time. He threw him. You know, Joe Montana had Jerry Rice for almost his entire time there. Um, mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger had Antonio Brown for a long time. Um, and other and San Antonio Holmes, a great receiver. Mon- Montana had Dwight Clark and, Dwight Clark um, and Jerry Solomon Rice and Jerry and John Rice. Taylor. You know, and mm-hmm. I mean, Brady had a couple of guys here and there, but right. I mean, for a lot of times. Like it changed constantly. He didn't. Ha- he didn't have Jerry Rice for f- nope. for ten years. Nope. He didn't have Antonio Brown for 10 Marvin years. Harrison, Reggie he didn't have Wayne. Marvin Harrison he didn't, for 10. Yeah. Right. He had bits and pieces of that, and he yep. still put up incredible numbers. And mm-hmm. you know, never. You know, they had what they had. They had some. They had a decent running. Some running backs here and there, but no. You know, they didn't have Jerome Bettis. You know, they didn't have uh, like a dominant. They didn't have Roger no. Craig. You know, like. No. That, that's what I'm saying. So, like, Brady, now all of a sudden, for the first time since maybe that 2008 season, when – was that was that it? Was that it? 2008? Whatever year that they went 18-0 and 0, or tried right. to go 18-0. That was the year where you're like, you know, they, he has weapons. Maybe for the first time since then, he has those kind of weapons. Well, and he's never had two uh, 1,000-yard receivers in the same team or two Pro Bowl receivers on the same team, much less a tight end who has that caliber, right? And then – you had Brayton and stuff like that. So, I mean, that that part of it you know, obviously would seem to bode well. The offense is going to be different. I mean, I thought it was interesting, you know, when I wrote that story that, um, look, the the Bucks. I'm not naive, okay? Like, I know that there are back channels to back channels, right? I mean, like, if Tom Brady wanted to let the Bucks know months ago after the season was over that he had an interest, there are people that could have done that, right? Sure. So I'm not naive. I mean, he um, pa- it was look. He passed the note in study hall to the girl. You know, like hey, sure. Who then said, going "Like out. me, yeah. check yes, check no, yeah." <laughs> right. And so um, the Bucks made a bunch of check marks. And so the thing is, you know, it was clear that he did his homework. He's the most now that Manning's out of league. He's the most prepared quarterback in the league. Okay, so th- none of this was, you know, sort of like, oh, so glad you called. You know, like that was kind of how it was portrayed because you simply can't contact right. or not supposed to contact the agent um, for the potential free agent until you get to the negotiating period last Monday, and then you're supposed to wait till the new league year at 4 o'clock on Wednesday where you can actually call the player. However, however, let me be indisputably accurate about this thing right here, Tom Jones. You can't tell me. That that's the first time Tom Brady ever thought about the Buccaneers is when they picked up the phone and called him. He has done his homework. And and here's the other thing. You're going to tell me, would your wife move to another part of the United States without knowing where she was going, haven't been there, what the schools were like? Right. I mean, 
yeah, it's warmer. I mean, I know, you know, I know Florida. I know Miami really well. You know, how much time do you think that Brady spent in Tampa? Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I'm not. That's a rhetorical question. I don't yeah, expect no, I know, you to know I know, the answer. I know what you're saying. Yeah, but like, it's it's curious to me that all of this sort of. But re- but regardless of that, however it came to be, he was prepared and he did know those players and he asked about some of those guys and he, um, you know, what, the only thing he didn't ask for the number of his jersey, he didn't ask for it. He asked for the phone numbers of the entire team. Right. And let me assure you, because I've talked to a few of them, he started calling them right away. Right away. Hey, just want you to know how excited I am about playing with you. Can't wait to get down there. He's got plans, you know, if we ever get out from under this coronavirus to get those guys together. And he's one of those guys that, you know, will work in the offseason. Jameis did this too, but, you know, he's got a lot of work to do. Now, the truncated offseason, these guys are supposed to be in the building in April. They're not going to be. That's going to be a factor. You know, that's all the teams playing under the same rules, but he's played in the same offense for 20 years. But if I know him, he's got the playbook or whatever cut-ups he can get, whatever's legal at this point, and he'll be prepared. He'll know the offense, and then they'll just have to adjust it from there. Um, I, it's an unbelievable thing. And, and because there's coronavirus and, and, and there's no other sports, which we can talk about in a minute, I think that you know all of a sudden players like Mike Evans, players like Levante David, players you know like Chris Godwin uh, – and, and, and some guys that are really, really good players. The nation hasn't really seen these guys, right? Right. The, the interesting thing is going to be, like you mentioned, all the national TV games, they're, they have a really good chance to win. They're not, they're not as good a football team as maybe some people are giving them credit for. All of a sudden, when Brady picked them, now all of a sudden it's like, yeah, you know, when I think about it, yeah, yeah, Chris, oh, man, Chris Godwin. Did. Okay, well, they're good players. But now they'll be on a national stage and they'll get some attention, and that's that's what's good for the fans. I mean, these fans, for the Bucks at least, I mean, they have not had any fun, right? I mean, can you name the last starting quarterback that was in a playoff game for the Bucks? Go. Uh, Brad, not Brad Johnson, was it? No, Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia started against the New York Giants. Yeah. Wow. The year the and, Giants and, won, won the Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah, the year they won the Super Bowl was a six seed. That's correct. So, I mean, we're talking the uh, last time you were relevant. You know, that's that's been a minute. So, yeah, it's it's just um, it's interesting. I, you know, when I when I uh, was writing about just sort of, you know, the other thing is these guys dug into his quotes. You know, they 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 saw him complaining about receivers on the sidelines, not getting separation. They read what he wrote when Kobe died, Mm -hmm. you know, and how he had this sort of carpe diem spirit. And um, from what I hear, the people that have talked to him, they say the guy's like a teenager. Like he's all excited. He, I mean, you can imagine being in one place like at that, at that level for 20 years and then under Belichick, right? Right. Like you got to go in and and deal with his kind of, you know, sourpuss every day. I mean, (laughs) Look, I don't know if he's going to be coached better uh, or just different, but I know this. He's going to have a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, right. Tom Brady's going to have fun, you know, because there still is fun in this league. Which means we're all going to have fun. Which means we're all going to have fun. I can't wait, man. I mean, I, I can't, can't wait. I, I can't, I can't wait I, to get out of my house, but it'd be I great know, to I know. That's exactly right, but it'll be uh, – I can't wait. Yeah, I think it's just, it's just the coolest thing to happen in Tampa Bay sports. Since oh, it really is. Yeah. It really is. 
Hey, Tom Jones will be back tomorrow. That's right, back-to-back. We're going to talk more about Jameis Winston and his legacy in Tampa, and we'll also discuss how sports may be different once we get beyond the coronavirus. For Steve Ersnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.